Hello and welcome to the Publisher Studio Podcast. On this show, you'll learn how to write, publish, market, and distribute in today's ever-changing publishing landscape. I'm your host, Marina Aris, founder of the Brooklyn Writers Company, the Brooklyn Writers Press, and ambassador for the New York City Authors Guild. I'm also the co-host of Lifelines the Books Podcast. If you're ready to get published but you're not sure how to get started, schedule a free consultation at calendly.com forward slash brooklyn-writers-co. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of the Hybrid Publishing Podcast. I'm your host, Marina Aris, and today I'm going to cover the different paths to publication so that you can decide which path is right for you. Let's start with traditional publishing. This is the path most writers are familiar with. You start with getting a literary agent who will then shop your work around and find you a publisher. So what are the benefits of going with traditional? The first is if you have always dreamed of being picked up by a traditional house, then certainly there is the cachet that comes with being picked up by an established house, right? And there is nothing wrong with wanting that. If that is something you've always thought was um, ideal for you and would be the ultimate dream of starting your publishing career, then certainly I would never dissuade you from giving it a shot. So what do you need to consider when you want to approach a traditional publishing path? The first thing is time. Really, it's time because it does take a significant amount of time to first find your agent. And sometimes it doesn't, but most times it does. Um, and certainly it, you'll have the waiting game that you'll have to play afterward, right, is in getting your work to the right publisher who's going to say yes. And sometimes, all too often, the answer is no. You just don't get picked. But as I said, if this is something you've thought about and you've wanted for a long time, then I would never dissuade you from at least giving it a shot. Now, if you know that you're a solid writer, um, you have a concept that you really do firmly believe should be a book, then you should consider other paths to publication, right? And the next path that most writers think about is self-publishing. You know. I like to call Amazon the dream machine, right? Because it really did introduce to writers something that they never had before. And that is the opportunity to become authors, um, first of all, a lot faster than ever before, right? And, and not only that, but authors could suddenly just have full creative control, keep their intellectual property rights, keep the bulk share of their royalties. I mean, who would not be excited about all of those benefits. So I would say that for many writers, uh, it seemed almost irresistible not to want to try to self-publish. And as we know, some authors have done very, very well. Their books have either been eventually traditionally published or their books have been, been made into films or, you know, or they've actually just become really successful self-published authors. So there are a number of success cases out there. But I would say that what I've seen um, since 2013, when I first started to invest a lot of time in understanding the changes in the publishing industry, what I've seen is that the bulk of the books that are published uh, by independent authors 
are not really finding the readership uh, that the authors were hoping that they would find. And the reason why that is, is there, there are any number of reasons. Um, sometimes it's as simple as, you know, cover design or editing or layout and formatting. Um, certainly we can't not think about marketing and distribution, but when it comes to producing a book, many writers kind of, I think, went a little too fast. You know, they kind of said, oh, great, it's available, let's just do it. And the thing is, when you want to successfully self-publish, I think that you have to be able to wear two different hats extremely well. The first is obviously you want to, to be good at your craft, right? I would hope that if you're going to self-publish, and I know some writers or some self-published authors were actually not writers, but just individuals who wanted to see how far they can get on this on this system and just put something out there and well, whatever. Things have, you know, thankfully changed over time. But let's say you are a writer who is really great at being a writer. If you want to, if you want to be successfully self-published, you also have to be able to put on the business hat. And I'm talking about the publishing industry business hat, which means that there are skill sets that you may not have. Um, and that's really what I've seen. I've seen so many books that were not properly edited or that um, were not formatted well or did not have the right cover design or you know, you, you just start to see the same thing over and over again. And authors are frustrated and disappointed because they did invest in producing their work, but their investments were in sound, right? The other uh, challenge is that there are companies who will take advantage of authors and will charge them exorbitant amounts of money for poor quality results. And that is one of the reasons I do what I do today is because I am a writer first, and therefore I really, really understand the challenges, the frustrations, and I get really, I get frustrated when I meet writers who have unfortunately been taken advantage of. Um, which is to say, you know, if you feel that you are much more interested in being a writer and that none of the production um, tasks appeal to you, then you really owe it to yourself to look at a third option. Because I do feel that hybrid publishing, which is the third option, is the best option for many, many, many writers. Um, so let's go back to self-publishing for a moment before I move on. And that's just to, I just wanna make it clear. There are authors who can do it and can do it well, but it will require um, some investment in terms of understanding the different parts of the business and how to do them well. So you have to really be willing to invest in learning the skill sets of a publisher, not just being a writer. Okay, so now let's move on to hybrid publishing and why I believe it is such a good option for many writers. So um, I will say first, I can't speak for every hybrid press or publisher. There are some nuances in how publishing houses run you know, th their business models. But I will say from my experience and from what I have built with the Brooklyn Writers Press um, since 2017 when I launched it, um, the, I've pretty much built what I consider a partnership model. So my authors um, do get the benefits of being published by a publisher, but they also get a lot of the benefits that they would get from being self-published. 
Um, they do retain their intellectual property rights. They do uh, keep full creative control, and they also um, keep a large sh share of the royalties. So let's talk about how it works. Again, at, at the Brooklyn Writers Press, my authors are supported every step of the way. There is no 1-800 number. They get a real live person to talk to, um, and they are walked through the process, meaning you know, some writers say, you know what? I only want to be a writer. Here are the words. Give me a book, right? Some authors do that. Some, you know, want to be fully involved in the production of the work. And so, you know, in the in those instances, my job is to, you know, tell you know, walk them through the process. Okay, this is where we are on the book cover design. This is the first concept. This is the second concept, you know, and then we, you know, figure out how to collaborate and come to an agreement, right? Because sometimes the vision that an author has will not meet professional standards. And so my job is to say, okay, I see what you're trying to accomplish, but here's what we need to do in order for this cover to actually meet our, our, the standards of a professionally produced book. And so my job is more um, to, to be in partnership with the authors. And so what does that mean for the author? That means that now the production process is, is less stressful. Um, certainly it's an iterative process, it's tedious and everything doesn't go smoothly. I'd be lying to you if I said it did, but I take on the stress of the production. I deal with all of the iterations and all of the issues. The author is there to get the information as it comes readily available and they are kept informed throughout the entire process. And for the authors who um, want a, as much engagement as possible, they get it. And for authors who don't, they, they, they don't. They just, you know, the book is ready to go. Here it is. Um, but most authors I find are interested at least in having some um, input in the different phases of production. That's what I found. So with hybrid publishing, you know, you have to think about um, all of the things that I said, time to market. And very often I do feel that the time to market is still pretty fast when compared to traditional publishing. So I typically... I don't think it would take me longer than a year for a book, right? And and that's that's a specialized book. It's typically, let's say, a children's book where there are a lot of illustrations involved. Um, that may take a longer period of time. But most books, if the manuscript is ready when we begin, um, typically can get to market within anywhere from several weeks to several months. That's the time frame that we're looking at. When it comes to investing in the work, authors will still invest in produ you know, producing the work up front, just like in self-publishing. Um, now, some of what happens in self-publishing is that authors will invest, as I said earlier, in, in something that is not a good quality, and therefore they end up paying for something, and too often a high price for something that is just not good enough. When they work with a hybrid press, or at least when they work with the Brooklyn Writers Press, you know, they know that what they're getting is a quality product. They know that the cover design is going to meet standards. They know that the book will be properly, you know, laid out and formatted. And that, so those are things that are taken care of for them and they don't have to worry about. Um, and so, you know, what also happens is that, you know, my team, I've worked with them over and over and over again. So they're, they're giving me sometimes, you know, a better rate than if someone just finds them for one project. And so I can pass on those savings to my authors. 
Um, so there's that. And then of course, there is the, the simple idea that you are no longer just waiting. You know, many writers up until this independent publishing uh, process really became popular, we're just always waiting, waiting sometimes weeks and months to know, you know, what's happening, what's next. And you don't have that in this, at least in the partnership model that I've built, my authors always know what's happening with their work on a weekly basis. And so what happens is at the end of it, the book is as important to me as the publisher as it is to the author. And um, I will say that when it comes to royalties, this is always a concern for writers and it should be, you know, I joined the Independent Book Publishers Association because I wanted to make sure that I built a press that would adhere to ethical standards. And the IBPA, um, what they have required is that hybrid presses curate their ca catalog um, and that they also offer authors at the minimum 50% of royalties and that they have a distribution in place. Those are the big um, requirements. And so when I first started the Brooklyn Writers Press, I wasn't taking any of the royalties and some writers were hesitant to let me publish their work because they felt that if I wasn't keeping any of, of the royalties, that then was it really a press, right? And so this question of, are you a services company or a press came up and I, I was building a press and so <laughs> I had to deal with it. And so what I decided was at least again, other presses will work differently. But with the Brooklyn Writers Press, I said, okay, um, I want to adhere to the IBPA standards. And so um, I will give my authors 90% of their print book sales and 80% of their ebook sales because, you know, certainly when you produce a print book, it's more expensive. And so I do think they should earn more. But also for the small amount that the press earns, you know, it's it keeps me well enough invested and most of the money gets reinvested into the catalog, into the marketing, and it covers, you know, website costs and things like that. And and that's good for that's good for the model that I've built. Other presses may have a different model, right? Um, but anyway, the point is that you have to really think about who you are as a writer. Are you a writer who enjoys writing and wants to keep doing the writing? Or are you a writer that is also interested in the business side of producing a book and publishing? And so you have several options, right? Um, and again, for writers who have invested their money and are not happy with the results, you know, hybrid publishing is probably better for them. For writers who feel overwhelmed by the long to-do list of producing a book by themselves and the things that they have to learn, hybrid publishing is a good option. Um, and But for authors who do feel that they can do both, then certainly give it a try. I wouldn't dissuade you from trying and also maybe even taking it a step further. And I would say, you know, start your own press, you know, consider publishing other people's work, if not just your own. There are so many things that writers can do today that they couldn't do more than a decade ago. And I think we should take advantage of those opportunities. So I know I covered a lot today. If I had to summarize for you so that you can give it one good long reflection on what it is you want for your career, then simply you know, think about how important it is for you to be published by a traditional house, how much time you would like to invest before your book is actually released to market, how much money you're willing to invest in the production of your work and, you know, um, whether or not you feel like you want to do 
the production as well as the writing and or if you feel better by being supported through the production process. And if uh, there are questions that you still have that you'd like me to answer, feel free to email them to me at marina at brooklynwritersco.com. And uh, feel free to let me know if you need any other advice or if I can steer you in the right direction, I'm happy to help you. Just reach out to me and tune in for future episodes because there is so much more to cover and I will be breaking down to different parts of the hybrid publishing model so that you can better understand what's what it entails and what part of it. Now, whether you decide to self-publish or work with a hybrid publisher, you should really be informed about the business side so that you understand what decisions you'll need to be making to, in order to produce a really great book that you can be proud of. So I hope this episode was helpful to you. Tune in for next time and bye for now. The Publisher Studio Podcast has been brought to you by the Brooklyn Writers Company. If you like this episode, please leave a review so we can keep bringing you more great content. For more on our books and hybrid publishing, head on over to brooklynwriterspress.com. For show notes or to learn more about our events, programs, and workshops, log on to brooklynwritersco.com. And to schedule a free consultation, log on to calendly.com forward slash brooklyn-writers-co. Until next time, bye for now.